Williams wide left, Crabtree slot left. Gore goes slot right. Empty backfield. Shotgun Smith. Saints bring extra man. Alex going to boot to his left and run. He's going to run it 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Do you believe it? The play of dreams. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back. Uh, we had a week off. Matt decided to go be a heathen in Las Vegas. Uh, excuse uh, but... me, it's degenerate. <laughs> degenerate in Vegas. <laughs> uh, but we are back. I'm Javier. That's Matt. Uh, you can catch us on all your podcast platforms, uh, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found, the 4th and Gold Podcast. Uh, as I said, Matt was being a degenerate in Las Vegas. How was the trip, man? It was good, man. I came out even. So, you know... It... I won. I went up a bunch of money the first night, and then I like just slowly pissed it all away throughout the rest of the weekend. But you drink for free when you're on the table, so I'm thinking I came out on top. Let's go with I came yeah. out on top. I didn't. I yeah, didn't. You, I didn't lose the house or nothing. No, so yeah, we're you good definitely there. came out on top. If you're getting free drinks. Um, Vegas out of the way. You're back, and uh, we are back. Uh, yep. It was a slow news week, and then it wasn't a slow news week or two with the Niners. Uh, come OTAs, we have uh, some several injuries to talk about, some position changes to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and some signings to go along with that. Um, so, I mean, let's might as well get into it. The, the big one, the one that we, for the last five years, have come to expect, Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward has a broken collarbone, projected six, seven weeks recovery time. That takes us right up until, what, beginning of training camp or yep. middle training camp to where he'll be back. We uh, we had this discussion a couple weeks ago, you know, the big, the biggest thing with the safeties or the or the team is just health and uh, here we are not not a week or two into OTAs and we have our first big injury. No pads on, man. No pads on, no nothing. He's diving to play. He's diving to make a play which I like. I like the energy. I like I like the hustle. I like the try hard. But damn it is Jimmy Ward made a glass, man. And, you know, it's such a shame because everybody on this team, anybody that's been a part of this organization, absolutely loves Jimmy Ward. He's loved in the locker room. He's loved by the coaches. He's loved by the front office. Everybody loves him. He just can't stay damn healthy, and it's a shame. And, you know, we've we've talked about it. He's been bounced between slot corner to outside corner to safety to box safety to all. He's played every single position that you can play Mm -hmm. in the secondary for the 49ers, and he just can't put it all together at the same time man as soon as he starts to get good he gets an injury as soon as he starts to feel like oh he's not doing so well they move him to a new position yeah i like jimmy ward i do just god damn it just <laughs> stay fucking healthy man it's all he's got to, oh it's oh. um it sounds like the way when robert Sala was talking on i want to say thursday or friday you know it sounded like it wasn't even that jimmy ward um Dove for the ball. It sounded like he might have got hit by another player. He said he mentioned we are we tell guys to keep their feet. Maybe he collided with somebody in the air, um, and that caused the injury. But even still, you know it's it's so early, and the the point of free safety being you know the issue on this team because we, we don't know what's what's going to happen this season. We don't know 
uh, the depth with this team. Um, you know, that was our that was the biggest piece missing in free agency and in the draft. And mm-hmm. then, you know, mm-hmm. you lose the guy that you drafted first over, you know, in the first round five years ago. Um, you know, is, is Adrian Colbert coming back to the free safety spot? And then we hear the news of Tavarius Moore. Yes. Going from his originally drafted position to cornerback last season and now back to free safety. And I am not opposed to that uh, transition. We talked about it with Crocker, you know, about having him play free safety. Um, and, you know, Crocker mentioned uh, Tarverius looked like a safety playing cornerback. Yes. So if he's a safety playing safety, he should be, you know, hopefully he would be doing what he needs to be doing um, in that cover, that cover three single high um, defense. But a lot of what I've read or read and heard, there might be a, a lot of cover two um, interchangeable free safety, strong safety pieces on the defense. So, you know, who knows where, where, what's going on here. Yeah, so going back to Tarverius Moore. So he was drafted as a safety, and they wanted to, like, square peg, round hole, st- round hole him into a cornerback, which, you know, me and you are not big on. And uh-uh. it, just, it just hasn't worked for the 49ers in a long time, trying to switch a guy's position like that. I was pushing for him all offseason to go back to safety. I know we talked about it. We've talked about it multiple times over the course of just this podcast. And yeah. I was talking with Croc about it. And, you know, if you're not – first off, if you're not following Eric Crocker, at Eric underscore Crocker – Former NFL cornerback, great guy, 49ers fan, puts it all together, does a great job. He's one of the best followers on Twitter. Make sure you Definitely. give him a follow. But anyway, so I was talking to him about it. it it's a, He's very happy for Tavares Moore if that's the move back, and I agree. The issue he has, which he brought to light, which I didn't really think about, is it now leaves them really thin at corner. So they didn't address corner really all that much. They brought in Jason Verrett, you know, another guy we don't know. Is he going to stay healthy? Is he not? And then they drafted, it was a Tim Harris in the sixth round out of Virginia. Yeah. You bring in just two guys. If you if moving Tarverius Moore was always the plan, then they should have loaded up on corners. They should have done more. They should have yeah. addressed the position further. So I love the idea of moving Moore back. I do. I think he's a natural ball hawk, center fielder kind of guy. But you're right. Robert Sala did come out and say that the safety positions are going to kind of become more interchangeable. No longer they might not be running the single high that they have been running. And that might be down to personnel. They don't really have that center fielder that, you know, they don't have that Earl Thomas. They don't have that Troy Palomalo. They don't have that Ed Reed. They don't have that guy that can just stay over the top and and completely run a defense. They start running this cover two because Tart has shown he has the qualities to be a free safety type. Yep. So, you know, it would be interesting to see, you know, if these safeties become interchangeable. Colbert can hit. He can absolutely Colbert lay the wood. So he can tackle. I, you know, I like, I like, I kind of like bringing in two safeties where who's going to be the single high guy, who's going to be dropping back, you know, covered. I like it. You know, we'll see where it goes. It can't be any worse than it has been in the past. No. So if they got to change the scheme up just a little bit, I'm cool with it. Happy for Traverius Moore going back. Little shaky on the corner depth. I know there's a lot. I just went on a little bit of a rant there. No, that's no, fine. 18,000 I mean, different You have directions. to. You have to, because I mean, you still got Emmanuel Mosley, you got Greg Maven, Akello. Obviously, would be your. I, I'm. I'm. I still believe Akello's gonna be the number two. Sherman will be one. Yep. K1 will be your your slot corner, and then you have Verrett, who can come off the bench, um, and then uh, DJ Reed, and then of course, then you'll have your your options between uh, Tim Harris. I think he's gonna make this team, and then Maven. 
um, who may, you know, kind of hang on for, you know, a last roster spot at that position. They did bring back our boy Dante Johnson, but, you know, he's (laughs) not going to be there. (laughs) Mr. Pick 6 himself, um, you know, he does fit, you know, we can say what we want about him. He does fit the profile, but he's shown that he cannot play consistently at a high level um, pretty much anywhere he's gone. You know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, there was a lot of hope for him when he came out of North Carolina State. Um, that he could be, you know, a pretty good number two corner type. But you saw that he, you know, we've seen it and he can't. Um, and it was uh, just, you know, it, it's one of the things you needed. You needed a, a depth piece or a piece for training camp. So bringing a guy familiar with the scheme uh, made sense. Yeah. I would. Um, Twitter absolutely melted down <laughs> when Dante Johnson was signed. It's hilarious. And, and I'll admit I was part of it. I was in there. I was in there throwing gasoline on the fire a little bit. Um, it's just funny to watch a whole group of people who just do not like the same player all with a passion, just all at once, just kind of descend on this dude. And I actually feel <laughs> bad for him because like you said, he's not super terrible. He's just so no. wildly inconsistent that you can't trust him to be on the field. And, exactly. you know, he, he goes up to Seattle last year. He doesn't see a whole lot of the field in Seattle. They bring him back. Like he's a free agent until now he's brought back. He's a camp body. That's all it is. He's familiar with the system. He knows the coaching staff. He knows the scheme. Let's bring him in. Let's let him run. And then let's just, hey, thank you for being here. They'll cut him as the season comes in. You know, and then, you know, people were like, who? They they didn't like the, the signing. There's not much out there right now at this time. You know, you got, mm-hmm. there's guys like Orlando Skandrick, Kayvon Webster, um, Rashawn Melvin, Morris Claiborne. You know, I think Claiborne got re-signed. But, you know, guys like that, those, those guys aren't going to fit what the Niners are running. Well, Melvin um, just got that big deal from the Raiders, and then they're just like, oh, man, we don't even want him anymore. Yeah, and they got rid of him. Yeah, you've seen, like, all these guys that, that, that signed big free agent contracts, and all of a sudden the team's like, yeah, this guy can't play. Yeah. It, 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 so these guys get into a contract year. They, they, they see making their money. They play out their minds, and then they go back to just, hey, he was always just okay. He yeah. was never great. And, and you know, if if Akello can be what we hope he is, then you know we then you don't have an issue. Tim Harris played very well at Virginia. Um, K1, you know, he had a little bit of an injury issue, and then K1, of course, has been a solid nickel corner for us. I love K1. Um, I think he's awesome. I think he's a very underrated player on this team. Actually, K1, he tackles really, really well, which I think is a very underrated aspect for someone coming out of the slot, especially once you get like the outside zone runs. They're kind of running right at the slot corner. Yeah. And he, he does a good job of, of disengaging from blocks and making tackles. He also had, I think, two interceptions last year that were wiped out by injury. Or not injury, excuse me, by uh, penalty, which yeah. would have made him the team leader with two. <laughs> so, you know, I I, it, I I like K1 Williams, and I think he plays really well. And I think it says a lot to him. He was the first guy that this new regime brought in. Before yeah. free agency even started, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan get their job, and their first thing was, let's go get this guy. And they went and grabbed Kwan Williams, and they've kept him, and they've held on to him, and they just re-signed him. I like him. I like what he. I, I like how he plays. As Eric yeah. Crocker says, Kwan is a dog, and I'm with yeah. him. I like it. He's um, you, you have to have that with that slot corner. So Kwan's there, and then of course, like I said, if we can, if hopefully Akello can. Return to his uh, late 2017 form. You know, we mm-hmm. saw he had flashes last year mm-hmm. of some really good football, and he had his not so good football. Um, but you know, the the 49ers DB coach um, Joe Woods, he brought it up. A lot of guys, they just lost their technique. They didn't use their technique. 
They they based it off so much athleticism that they lost their technique, and you can see it um, with Akello and with Colbert. They were just like, oh, well, I'll just make it up with my speed, my length, or my strength, but they're losing their technique, and then they're getting beat, and then you have all this miscommunication. Um, so hopefully those things get cleared up, and these guys go back to the basics, focus on their technique, and you won't have such an issue uh, with the secondary. The Niners, they trust... I have I have some I have trust in John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan on what they're doing with the player evaluation. You know these guys. There's there's not much they can do. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. If these guys are not using their technique, except sit them. You know or not have them on yep. this team. The guys on the on the field they need to do their job, and that's something that looks. That's what it sounds like everyone's leaning back to getting to. Use your technique. Follow what we teach you, and you know we'll go. You know you'll 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 prosper in this defense. And I think Joe Woods has been you know, expressing that pretty clearly in the media and, you know, to his players from everything that I've seen and understand uh, going on in San Francisco. So I would, secondary, I'm a little bit more high on than a lot of folks. And if it happens to be Sherman, Akello, uh, and then you got Tavarius Moore playing free safety and Tart playing strong safety, you still have Colbert, you know, as another depth piece. He did play corner in college. He's played safety in the pros. So you have a piece that can move around in a pinch. So I think the Niners are fine. I wouldn't mind making a trade. I tagged you in something earlier, uh, yep. Jones from Miami. Yep. If you know need be, make a trade for safety. There's guys to be had. There's one in Miami that Miami's looking to get rid of. So, and the Niners haven't have the money to pay for that. So, you know, there's there's options there. Yeah. No. And actually, Joe Woods, I think, is the biggest upgrade this defense has done. Yep. Halfley was terrible. He was so, so, so bad. He taught these guys not to turn their heads around and just watch the receiver. Yeah, I don't like, understand how, that. How do you, how, sense. So the interception numbers being low is not surprising. How do you get an interception if you don't turn around and get your fucking eyes on the ball? Yeah. So I think Joe Woods, and, and my favorite thing about Joe Woods, Richard Sherman apparently is just blowing Joe Woods' phone up nonstop <laughs> after practice. Like, hey, how'd this look? Hey, were we in the right spot? Did I do this right thing? Did I, is this how you want it to be? Is this where we're supposed to? I love it. Richard Sherman just pestering the shit out of the DBs coach. So I think Joe Woods is a huge upgrade because his defense in Denver last year, you know, he was a part of that staff. Their secondary was not the problem. And granted, they have, a, you know, probably better players than the 49ers do. But the secondary looked very good. So I'm I'm with I'm with Joe Woods, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I think he's the biggest upgrade for him. And I'm really excited to see how he actually puts this team – on the field and how they how they perform and if they can get rid of those miscommunication errors because there were some plays that were just so outright. I mean, we were talking about on the Crocker. It's just so outright blown coverages that you know you're leaving guys in one on one with a dude running a 75 yard post. Yeah, you know, so one guy's doing one 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 player has his responsibility locked in and the other one misses his responsibility and you have all this miscommunication. Um, you know, and then with Joe Woods, he said something to me that I, you know, caught my attention. You know, he said he had made a phone call uh, to the Niners when they drafted Colbert. You know, he was he was a guy that he wanted to stash for Denver. That was a guy they had their eyes on. Um, he also mentioned Tart when Tart came out in the draft. He loved Tart, and then he also liked Akello because obviously being in Denver, seeing him in Colorado a lot. You yeah. know, that whole mm-hmm. that whole Colorado secondary was pretty damn good with Tedrick Thompson. Uh, Tadobi and, and Akello, of course. So that was a yeah. pretty good secondary that year they came out. But, you know, the, the guy's getting – Joe Wood's getting guys to coach that he, you know, that he likes, he's familiar with. He apparently – or 
you know, obviously did some pre-draft evaluations for them before they came out, and you know now he can work with them on a uh, on a personal level and you know face to face every day. Uh, that's a plus. Um, just back to the Rashad Jones thing, he he has a cap hit of twelve point one million dollars if he's traded. So I don't know if the Niners are going to want to spend that kind of money on a trade at thirty one year old safety. Just throwing that out there. This is a guy to watch. There has been a lot of discussion on Jones being traded to out of out of Miami. Uh, I don't see any links to the Niners, but with the need being at safety going into the season, I would not be surprised if the Niners did at least explore the option. Yeah, and 49ers Twitter is going to clamor for anybody and everybody to be traded for. So of course. let's go. Let's sign every free agent. Let's trade for every player. So... <laughs> You know, let's just do it for 49ers Twitter. Make them Everyone. Happy. We have to have every all-pro, every pro all bowler, every, everybody. It's got to be there. Baby. Condescending tone in my voice if you didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, with the secondary, it is what it is at this point. You know, my the biggest thing that kind of worried me a little bit so far, uh, Fred Warner, he's got a little bit of a knee cleanup. Um, from what I understand, it's, it's nothing major, but, you know, those things can linger. Um, I saw I yep. saw a couple of videos of him at the picnic. He has a uh, not a brace, but he has like one of those compression tights on on his left or yeah left knee, mm-hmm. I believe it was. So that one's kind of concerning. Um, but everyone else seems to be in the up and ups on the in, during OTAs. Um, the big one that everyone freaked out about is our boy Bosa. He tweaked. Oh my his gosh, hamstring. he's got a tiny hamstring issue the first day of practice. There's ah, <laughs> our fucking minds over it. Jesus Christ. It's this is this is what oh happens when God. a guy doesn't play over a year of football. He played yeah. what, three games oh. in college and then he got ready for he had surgery, then he had to get ready for the draft. Yep. These things happen. It's a minor tweak. There's no need to push it in OTAs. He's getting the mental reps. He's already an advanced player from what you know, Mike McGlinchey's mentioned, Joe Staley has mentioned, with the way he's using his hands, you know, in one-on-one drills. And those drills that he's been doing, even at the rookie minicamp, you saw it. People were seeing it like, hey, this guy's, he's on a different level. So if he has a minor hamstring issue, big deal. If it if he tore his hamstring, that's a big deal. If it's yes. a grade one, it's not a big deal. It's just a tweak. Let him get ready for training camp. That's when it matters. This and stuff, this, relax. Ugh. This is, this is where people that didn't like Bosa coming out of the draft, whether it be for his politics or his play or he quit on Ohio <laughs> State or whatever it was, anybody that was a, like a Bosa detractor automatically pointed to this and they're like, see, we told y'all he's going to be a bust. And it's <laughs> chill. Just just relax. It's it's his first day going hard, right? So he you stretch, you do everything you can, but he, hey, man. I haven't stretched and ran in a little while. I guarantee you if I was to just stretch and just like go out and try and run five miles, I'd probably hurt myself. Yeah. Probably would. Like, it's just how it works. I'm not concerned about it at all. If, if this hamstring issue lingers into him missing time, like in practices leading up to regular season games, concerned. Yeah. If not, I don't care. It's a, it's a grade one hammy, not even pull, straight. Yeah. In the first day of OTAs, let's relax. Let's, let's stop the doom and gloom, burn the whole franchise down attitude that comes with being a 49ers fan. Just woosah, y'all, woosah. Yeah, woosah. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, you know, to 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 be fair to Bosa, you know, Quinn Williams is hurt. He he had a calf issue, mm-hmm. and um, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen had down. a knee contusion. They yep. these guys are going down because they haven't played. Correct. You know, they're going from college. 
to pre-draft workouts to OTAs. You know, they're, they're going from played in a while. It, the it's, pre-draft it's workouts. Everywhere. The pre-draft workouts like aren't even like regular football drills. That's the thing that kills them is that they get their bodies tuned to do one sort of thing. Like the forty. When is a defensive lineman running a forty-yard dash? Fucking never. So never. these guys get their bodies in tune to to do well at the combine drills and at their pro day drills. And then when it comes time to do actual football stuff, their bodies react a little differently because they haven't done it in so long. And they've been conditioning to to work out and to exercise one way. So I'm not concerned about it at all. Like yeah. you said, there's there's so many first rounders that are like already banged up and everybody loses their minds. It's just just relax. It's yeah. fine. They're gonna be fine. And I it is very encouraging to hear what teammates like D Ford and DeForest Buckner are saying about Bosa though. Yeah, of so, course. They're you know, they they saying he can he comes in, he study hard, he's working hard, he's a good locker room guy, he's a teammate, he does you know, he's doing everything he's asked. Um you know, something that came up about the whole Bosa being injured thing and his brother being injured too. You know what? I'll take some of these Joey Bosa injuries because the production matches when he's on the field. Correct. He's played 35 games, has 28 sacks. That's almost yep. a sack a game if you just do the basic math. Literally, yep. like, you're getting sacks from this guy. You're getting QB hits. 51 QB hits in 35 games, he's getting to the quarterback. So if Nick is... Uh, and he, but from what everyone says he is, he's better than his brother, then I would assume that his numbers should be better than his brother. If he has a few dings up, if he misses a couple games, fine. You still have D Ford. You have backup plans. There's Ronald Blair. They have a, a, a rotation of defensive linemen coming in, and I, I'm all about that rotation. So Right. They're so stacked on the defensive line right now. Now, obviously, we would prefer that Bosa doesn't miss any games. Of course. We're not going to sit here and be like, yeah, we're fine if he sits out four. No, that's not what we want to happen. But if something if, – if, if somebody bangs an ankle, this is like the running back conversation we were having. Exactly. If somebody bangs up an ankle, and you know what, it's gonna be it's gonna be better in the long run for them to sit a game, fucking sit a game, and then we'll get the new person in there to just just keep charging forward. You so, know who does that? The Patriots do that. What? The Patriots do that. The Patriots do that with their running backs. If one what? of their guys is not up to a hundred percent, he's not gonna play him. So he's gonna go to the next guy. He's gonna get the most out of the players that he can. When he can. So if you're not up to 100%, he's not going to put you in. There was a year, a couple years ago with Gronkowski. He wasn't completely healthy. He made him sit a couple weeks. And then once he was healthy, it made up for it. They still won their games. I'm not saying the Niners are the Patriots. But this is a formula that works. Let your guys rest, heal, so that when they do need to play, they can play at their best and they can perform at their highest level because they are healthy or they're recovered enough to be productive on the field. It, you know, this this, should, this applies to every position, essentially, especially the running back, linebackers, D-line. Those things, you have to. You have to get these guys healthy because they're the ones getting the brunt of the beating most of the time. Yeah, but that's the Patriots. Once you pick a team that wins something from every now and again, you know? It, it's not like the Patriots have been to the last three Super Bowls or anything. Ever. Come on. Uh, Come yeah. On. Uh, you know, so, talking <laughs> to some people, it's just like... It's like talking to a wall, you know, not to be not to be disrespectful, but it's just like, come on. There, <laughs> yeah, there's, no, there's, there's a thing called Google. You can look up these stats. There's analytics. There's numbers to support all these things. And you can't – some of the stuff you can't really dispute. Yes, there's factors in games that you can dispute, but the numbers are what they are. You know, you, you the science is there. So that's just – you know, that's how I am with that. Yeah, I went down to Joe Williams' rabbit hole the other night, and I really regret doing that. I'm not yeah, – I'm don't, don't never that, arguing don't. about that running back ever again. Don't do Never that, again. Though. <laughs> Never again. But so like we were saying, Bosa, going back to him, you know, the, 
this stuff coming out is like, oh, he's he's a Trump supporter. He does this. He does that. Yada yada yada. It, we all we we both said if it comes down to it, no one in the Ohio State locker room has ever said anything bad about him. No. And it comes right back to this when you get Buckner and Ford coming out saying, "Great teammate, love him, can't wait to play on the field with him." Now I know they're not supposed to come out and say like, uh, you know, he's he's kind of an asshole. But at the same time, they could just kind of shake off the question and not really answer it. But they glowing reviews of Bosa. So all this stuff, again, was way overblown leading up to the draft. The draft needs to happen sooner than it does because there's just too much time to just sit around and do nothing but just nitpick at every single thing someone does. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm, I follow Debo on Instagram. Um, and Debo, pretty much, he eats lunch with Bosa every day, essentially. And they're they're just chopping it up, talking shit. Not 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 nothing negative. Just joking around, having a good time. Right. You know, right, right, if right. you know, I, I I do it the way I am. If I if I don't want to be around someone, I wouldn't be around them. And these it seems like Correct. pretty much everyone wants to be around this guy, and vice versa. You know, he's around all his other teammates, and you know, I I have no issue with Joe with Nick. Excuse me. Uh, do I agree with his politics? No, but I'm pretty sure I don't agree with a whole bunch of people's politics. So that's just life. Yep. Disagreeing with someone doesn't mean you hate them. That's just correct. You know, so correct, correct, correct. But you wanted to get into so speaking of Debo, you Debo. wanted to get into Debo, and man, does he look good? Does he look every bit of the Shanahan wide receiver we hoped he was going to be? And I love watching these little highlights because he just—I mean, obviously, no pads, no nothing. So it, it, it's you know, take it with like a teaspoon of salt here, but. It's fun to watch him run routes. It's fun to watch him after he gets the ball in his hands and just make moves. He's so shifty and a lot faster than he – he plays a lot faster than he ran. Yeah. Way. He looks so, like a it, running back, but uh, I don't – everything that I've heard out of, out of OTAs with, with him just being able to catch these balls and just take off, it's just like he hits another level. He hits another mm-hmm. another another gear and he's gone. Um, and that's something I like to hear, especially if it's you know if he's going to be the slant god, like he was in college. We're going to need that in, in yep. this offense. Um, you know, if he's going to be a yards after the catch guy, I'm I'm all for it. You know, we had a, I had a question the other day: who's going to catch more balls, Debo or Pettis? Um, I think the best answer was Debo catches more and Pettis gets more yards. So yep. I, hey, I'm good with that too. So I think the Niners are in a good place at wide receiver. I think I've, I'm, I feel a little more confident about this. Wide receiver core, um, just as of after a couple of days of OTAs and reading the reports and listening to the guys mm-hmm. talk and some of the beat, local beat writers speaking about what's going on in practice. Um, the guy that I'm going to be really watching is going to be um, Sean Poindexter and, and uh, Jordan Matthews because those, those guys are a little bit longer. They're different than what the Niners usually have, so I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, they're the two tallest guys in the wide receiver core, and it's not even really close. So I think Pettis is six one and and maybe some change, but then yeah. you get a Jordan Matthews who's six three and Poindexter is what six four. Yeah, he's a little taller. Yeah, he's a little taller than everybody. Oh, look um, at Jalen Hurd too. But again, Hurd just to me they, they they're going to make him a wide receiver, but he just screams to me like they're just going to move him all over. Yeah, and he hasn't practiced yet. He's still recovering. Yep, which is perfectly fine. He can take his mental reps. There's no rush. There's no need to rush him in there as well. So. Uh, everything so far, you know, two weeks of OTAs. Everything looks. Everything sounds. In, Looks great. There's some excitement there, you know. You know, it's it's we're 26 minutes in. We haven't even talked about Jimmy G. Jimmy G's out there running around. He looks right. smooth. Um, 
looks like he's making every throw. It's all seven on seven, so he's not getting any contact or having anyone in his legs. But he's moving around as if he doesn't. Even, he's as if he never tore his, his knee up. From all reports and some of the yep. videos I've seen, you know him just bootlegging out and turning his body, making the throw downfield, and you know Richard Sherman saying, "Hey, he's throwing the ball with confidence," and those things matter this early in in the in the game. So mm-hmm. shit, if, if if Jimmy's healthy. I don't, not much else really matters, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. if you have your franchise quarterback, you can make up for your deficiencies elsewhere. And um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I was super excited to see Jimmy throw the ball. I, I was like, oh shit, you know. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, no, I didn't, think, I didn't think he'd be throwing this early. Confidence is definitely the biggest key right now. Like he needs to be confident that that knee is not just going to buckle on him and just, just fall apart. So it's really good to see him moving around and making throws. And, and like you said, Sherman coming out and saying, hey, he's confident throwing the ball. He looks good. I love it. I'm a big fan. Um, you know, I still think he has a lot to prove. I think a lot of 49ers fans have kind of anointed him as the savior of the franchise. And this is, is the year he has <laughs> and this is the year he has to prove it. This is the year he has to put it all together on the field. And, you know, no excuses now. Last year, you know, First time really rolling out the full Shanahan playbook in in, in the first three weeks because, you know, he's playing on, like, Shanahan, you know, light playbook, I guess you could say. <laughs> and uh, he's playing on KS light, the KS light, you know, playbook. And he was torching teams, which was great. Um, but, you know, last year, full playbook, a little bit different. You know, then Jet went down. There's a whole bunch of factors that go into it. But this is the year where if he's the savior of the franchise, he has to prove it. And until he does, he's an unknown quantity to me. So that's where I stand. It is nice to see him play well, though. It is nice to see him be confident enough to roll around. and Not roll around, but roll out and make throws. And, again, this is another thing that people love to nitpick at. It's like he drops back and makes a pass, and it's not exactly into the coach's hand. Like, oh, Jamie Cheech got accuracy issues. <laughs> and just people just lose it. Oh, my God. So many minds are lost in OTA for no reason. Oh, it's just but, OTAs, guys. Yeah, you know, it's it, if he if he comes in, and he proves that he's he's the player that that was paid 137 million dollars. Awesome, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, it's a it's it's gonna be a fun couple. What was it a couple more days of OTA? I think one more week of OTAs, then they go on break, and then they come back for mm-hmm. training camp. So um, it, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm getting a little amped up for it. The um, the Niners, you know, the, like I said before, you know, this is this is a big season uh, for Jimmy. If he gets if he gets right, then he, he gets right. And then the other the other kind of big story, not maybe not so big, but I, uh, this Tevin Coleman thing, where he's going to be RB one. There's a lot of talk of him, you know, just leading the pack, and he's RB one. I, I I'm just going to say this. I would assume he would be RB one because Brita has a pec tear. And Jet isn't fully healed yet. Um, so Brady's pec those, tear, by the way, is not a big deal. It's not. Somebody freaked out when I saw that. He's going to be back for training camp. So Yeah. So, fine. you know, calling Tevin Coleman RB1 now is a little premature, in my opinion. I still think Breed is RB1, and mm-hmm. then everyone else falls in behind him. Um, but, hey, I'm not I'm not opposed to Coleman being RB1, but we've got to put this in context. The guys that he's running against are, you know, no offense to Jeff Wilson – and uh, the other guy they grabbed from Rice in the the uh, undrafted free agency pool, it, it's not these guys aren't 
necessarily, you know, they're not lighting the world on fire. So, of course, Coleman's going to look really good. Yeah, you know, I, we all kind of knew Coleman was going to look good. His best yeah. years came under came under Shanahan. His best year came under Shanahan, and it wasn't even close when it's, uh, you look at the statistics. So I think we all kind of assumed that, that Coleman was going to come in and fight for the number one spot. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they, they asked him, like, you know, how is – how is Shanahan's offense compared to now from when it was in Atlanta? And he's sitting there going, it's even more creative. So, it's a, and then here's the quote. As I quote, now he can do anything he wants. He can put guys in multiple positions, and he can put multiple positions to run different routes. It's pretty good. He's definitely more creative than he was in Atlanta, just with everything he's doing with the running backs, tight ends, and receivers. So, that's a direct quote from Coleman when he was asked by, I believe it was Matt Mayoko in a, in a presser. It's fun. It's exciting. I I can't wait. Is Coleman number one? Probably not. Not in my book. I'm with you. I think Brady is number one. Yeah. But if he's if he's this excited for what the different things Shanahan's going to be doing with him, Coleman is that kind of jack of all trades running back that you want to yeah. have. He's the guy that can line up in the slot. He's the guy that can line up in the backfield, run routes, do whatever it is. This is I ooh I I told you before, man. This is the most excited I've ever been for a 49ers offense. Yeah, it hasn't a, changed. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. Um, since the Niners have brought some kind of excitement on the offensive side. Previously, you know, we were all hyped about the defense with Alden and, and Bo and Willis and Justin Smith and things like that. Now the offense um, is exciting me. But I, this, it, I think equally is excited about the defense, too, with Bosa at Ford. Um, but, yeah, you know, and uh, with, with the running back, Austin Walker is the other guy from Rice. And uh, he, you know, I saw some clip-ups of him um, from OTAs. Dude's fast. That boy can run. <laughs> um, but, yeah, of course, I mean, I, like I said, I, of course, Tevin Coleman would, would look like the number one running back. He's the most experienced out of yeah. the group that's running yeah. around out there. You know, Mostert's come back from injury. Jets come back from injury. Breida's a little banged up. You know, I, of course, I would assume those things. But um, OTAs are, you know, they, they are what they are, and it's, it's, it's glorified. Underwear Olympics because you know it's just a helmet and, and t-shirts and stuff. So, but it's it's good to see it. It's good. It's exciting for a fan to see your guys out there. You know, could see to see Sherman out there running around mm-hmm. from everyone saying he looks better. Jimmy G running around. George Kittle's back out there. It's I'm 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 super excited and it's what 96 days away from kickoff. You know who's counting? Oh, Is it I'm that not. Long? Yeah, it's it's too oh. long. <laughs> Um, Man, you just had to go and ruin my Sunday, dude. Come on, now. You're killing me. <laughs> There's no more. But hey, when this throws, releases tomorrow, no it's going to be 95 on. days. So there you go, listeners. Yeah. We're here for you. <laughs> um, and the 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 last the last little bit for today, you know, we got we are going to be doing a fantasy football league come this season. Yep. Um, we are going to be providing the prizes, Matt and myself. Uh, we will figure that out. The next couple days on what the yeah we got will be. we got some ideas we're ironing it out we're ironing out those details but uh, we did a little bit of a drawing uh, Matt took care of that and we will announce ten winners for the fourth and gold fantasy football league that I will set up um, if you are selected congratulations if you aren't sorry we was just out of a hat just randomly drawing it out um, so Matt yeah. you have the list go ahead and I do go ahead I and do. knock it out I will all right so first off. Thank you so much for all of the responses that we got. I was not expecting, I think we got over 70 people enter, which is awesome. So we did not expect that. It was a lot, it, it was cool. Um, we really, 
do apologize to those that couldn't make it. it. It's like when our when our boy John Chapman does a giveaway, and he gives away a jersey. Why didn't you win? Please don't yell at us. We're gonna do this every <laughs> year. So so if you're in it this year, we might kick you out next year. Who knows? Depending on how we finish and everything. But so congratulations to our winners. All right. So if I butcher your names, I very much apologize. So we got Kurt Gogger, Henry Elizondo. Now this one I can do. Wilhelm von Stupid. So I got that. Uh, we have Scott Kaiser. Uh, we have Craig Niner Fever. He didn't have a last name for us. Uh, Wes Rayner. Uh, Gabriel Mota. King underscore Kaz. Big fan of the underscore there, King. All right, underscore. let's do this. Uh, Daniel Cox and Jake Morrison. So those are our 10 winners. Congratulations, guys. We're going to get a Twitter group chat going so we can all iron out all this stuff. And like I said, me and Javi providing prizes for first and second place. It's going to be kind of weird when we run a league just to pay ourselves. Yeah. You know, after me and you take first and second. So, <laughs> I, you know. It's going to be kind of weird. Like, we invite all these people to join just to beat the shit out of them. But, you know. Uh, so, congratulations to all those all those guys. Like I said, we'll get that information out to you soon. And, yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to do a fantasy football league with, with the listeners. This is going to be a good time. Yeah, we'll provide weekly updates and stuff for the... Uh for the week um, with the league, who's winning what, who's in first, who's in second, what's going on, having on the uh, on the episodes, and you know, shout out the guys who are stinking, and shout out the guys who are doing really well. So, yeah, like I said, it's gonna be weird to shout myself out every week. Yeah, it's gonna be know. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but that should you know, that's, it's it's a slow week, slow two weeks actually. You know, yeah. Um, it, it's OTAs. It's the off season. Hopefully nothing crazy happens to the Niners in the next week with injuries or anything else. Maybe a, maybe a cool trade happens or something, but I doubt it. You know, Jimmy Ward, if you're listening, yeah. you know we're not hating on you, bro. We just want you to be healthy. Um, but yeah, that should cover everything for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week to cover some final things, and then I'll be heading to Denver a week after that. So um, it is June. You know, it's it's super hot down here in Texas, bro. It's so it's so hot. It's so oh, hot. Oh, dude, it's been so nasty, gnarly hot up here too. It's been like ninety five degrees with like uh like ninety eight percent humidity. I've been dying, man. It's terrible. It was it was it was the weather was nicer in Vegas than it was here in Maryland. What the hell's <laughs> going on? I go to the desert and it's like oh, oh this is man. nice. You come back home and I'm, I'm sweating my ass off right now. It's crazy. I'm but, not a sweaty uh, person either. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we'll be back next week. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. Everyone yep. who, who who won the uh, drawing for the fantasy football league, we appreciate you guys um, joining us this season. And the, those of you who didn't win, uh, we apologize. But you know, stand by. Maybe someone doesn't you know able to play, and we can add. Yeah, if someone drops back. out, we'll uh, if someone drops out, we'll do like some Hunger Game stuff. Yeah, y'all can fight to the death, Hunger it's Games Highlander style, however you want to do it. And then, and then we'll go from there. Definitely. All right. Well, Matt, as always, I appreciate you. And uh, yes, we'll sir. see you guys next week. Have a good one. Sounds good, man.